Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! WrestleMania is running west. We are about to enter a new, new, new era of the show. I see. Uh Uh-huh. It hits different. It's insanity. It's pure insanity. It's professional wrestling. M-m-m-midge. Our forever 24-7 champion. He's a great guy. Physically strong. A thousand percent. It is I. Shout out to that guy, Greg. M-m-m-m-midge. If you actually think it's still real to me, damn it. Welcome to the brand new box Luster. Sweet Pete, Statless One, and the Magent Agent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It is Cheap Heat, and before we go any further, um, I want to give a shout out to the gentleman who sent us that intro. First of all, SGG, what are your thoughts? The champs are here. That's the only thing left to say after an intro like that. Do you enjoy the remix of the Cena beat? (laughs) I definitely do. Not enough stat guy, Greg, but, you know, I have to share. It's, it's a trio. Uh, shouts, to so B- I understand. shouts to BD Bugs, Brian Bugs, who sent us that. And I, I, I'm still interested in hearing more because I'm thinking about maybe a ro- rotating sort of uh, theme situation for the show. But I do enjoy that one. I really enjoy the use of if you actually think and let's do this. A lot, a lot of fun a lot of fun stuff there. So shout out to uh, Brian. He's a great guy. Then this other guy, Rob, sent a theme song. And so shout out to Rob. He's a great guy for sending something. But it's like very strange what he sent. It's like, I'm going to play it for you guys. This is just. Well, yeah, don't bury it. I mean, I, listen, I'm not dissing the guy. I really appreciate the effort. But you tell me if you think this is the fit that we're going for or I don't know. I'm not exactly sure where his head was. We'll, we'll I'll let you guys. It. But uh, by the way, the physically large stack guy, Greg, is joining us from Philadelphia. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. And Philadelphia's native son uh, joining us from Los Angeles. Brian Depperstein is here as well. I'm feeling great this week. That's I'm, I'm so glad. Me too. Hold on. Here we go. I love wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what it's like? It's like the 80s. It's like an 80s pay-per-view song. I was going to say early song. 90s. Like, or, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Early 90s, like, in your house music. It's like a very, maybe that's the theme. <laughs> Which is appropriate because that's what we've been recording the last 50-something episodes. In your house. Yeah, yeah. GP is the best mm-hmm. podcast. GP is back for another week. Of hot wrestling takes SG G the contortionist is here to fold like a pretzel. Dip is here to complain about everything. It is time, so let's go. It's cheap heat with the mage one and the stat guy and the dipperstein. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the nineties version. So oh, everyone, that was fun. Everyone, welcome aboard. Also, this is um for all of the New York people listening, of which I know we have many. 
Um, I am actually hosting. Who wants to go hang out with a bunch of uh, wrestling fans next week for the first time in a long time? Because I have oh, wow. something. Me? I know you do. I wish you were here so you could do what it. What do you got? Um, I want it. I, I'm hosting a draft party on Monday. What? Oh, yeah. I am you host- think you know people in this town. Well, it just came up. I was <laughs> I was reached out to to see if I wanted to host a draft party um, at the Ainsworth, uh, which is a... Oh, delight- what's that? The Ainsworth is a yeah. d- delightful Midtown sports bar. You mm-hmm. fam- Are you familiar, SGG? I am. Uh, they got the mac and cheeseburger, I believe, oh, on, see? Their, on their menu, which yeah. is delicious. Here we go. It's delicious. So... On Monday, for the draft, um, I'll get there around 7.30. We're going to hang out and watch the draft. It is free. It is vaccinated only because it is New York, as you know. But it's the second night of the draft. So just an opportunity, an excuse to hang out with the wrestling fans um, on a Monday night. So I'm even going to treat myself to a Monday night adult beverage. And, uh, yeah, the Ainsworth Midtown Manhattan, come out on Monday night. I would love to see you guys That's there. It's going to be a great it. time. SUG, for some reason, for? Um, I guess they're doing, I was reached out to by a company that like, you know, hires me to do different things. I guess USA Network is hosting a series of watch parties across the country. It's like a USA, I think it's a USA promotion. I believe that's the the angle. So it's WWE. That, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's well, WWE. It's USA. Major. But I'm not. I'm not. This is. But I, of course, they have to have the forever 24 seven champion. <laughs> yeah, mean, I mean that's just a get. You know, it's just a great opportunity for everyone involved. Yeah, so huge for them. Huge for the yeah. USA network. It's huge for the USA network to have the former. I'm jealous. Yeah, to have the former 24 seven. Can't wait for, to see your reaction to uh, the drafting of Dexter Loomis. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of excitement. Um, all right, everyone. Welcome to the show, SGG. Let's start outside the ring. Is there anything going on outside the ring that you speak of? The WWE announced the the venue and the date for next year's Royal Rumble. Uh, the Dome at America Center in St. Louis is going to be hosting next year's Royal Rumble Stop on January 29th, two thousand twenty-two, which I think is also a Saturday. So I don't. I mean. It is. If this trend of Saturday Big Fours holds up, I'm into it. I think I'm into it. I think I'm into it. How big is this dome in St. Louis? It's supposed to be the biggest uh, venue that they've ever had the Royal Rumble at. What? Um, I'm looking for just as much. I'm looking for a capacity right now, but I mean that already. It says 66,000 plus seats. 66,000? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was the home of NFL's Rams before they moved to Los Angeles. Wow. And now it's and now now it's the home of this because I don't know what now else the- they could do there. You know, it's not it's not where it's not where the Cardinals play. There's no Rams anymore. Maybe there's maybe the soccer team plays there. I have no idea, but either way, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty who, into it. There, I'm, wait, so we did, so real quick, we had a WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. We had yes. SummerSlam on a Saturday. Yes. And we know we're having Royal Rumble on a Saturday. Yes. Survivor Series is and a Sunday. Probably, yeah, but I mean, that they could change that for next year. 
there's no reason not to. There's no, I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, no, but but remember, this is not to ruin your fun, SGG, but there is very easy logic for why this is happening. The the um with the way the NFL schedule worked out, oftentimes the Royal Rumble is the bye week before the Super Bowl. Right. But with the NFL right. changes this year, the Royal Rumble is the same weekend as the championship games. So if they were to run the Royal Rumble that Sunday, they would be they would get crushed because the second N- the second NFL championship game always airs that Sunday at around six thirty. So you'd get crushed until nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I'm I pretty sure I that's avoided. I don't know how avoided. much they get crushed. I think people would show up. I don't know if people would watch at home. No, that's what I mean. Oh no, they could fill a building in the yeah. in the venue in the town yeah. they're in, but on TV. The NFL championship games get like a 17 share. I mean, it's like it, you can't even, <laughs> yeah. there's no competing with that. There's You're talking about legitimately 20, 25 million people who watch that. So I'm guessing it was to avoid the NFL conflict in this case. But guess what? It's a win because I enjoyed the Saturday night pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah I did too. I did too. Dip, you want to take a trip to St. Louis? I know you love a, Royal, a, a, a WWE pay-per-view. I would think I would consider it for sure. It's the gateway to the West. So how far could it really be from you? We know geography is not your best thing, but I mean, it can't be that far. It's in Missouri, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. I'll, if I don't go to Survivor Series, which is up in the air right now, unfortunately. Um, I thought you were definitively going to the Survivor Series. I'm not definitively going right now. We're, uh, plans have changed potentially, but uh, Royal Rumble might be the, the, the bigger move for me. What are your thoughts? I, uh, I, I'll be excited about it. Uh, this I, is my way of telling you that I'm number thirty. Wow! Can you you know you know what you know what the Royal Rumble will make? You know what that'll make? One year since I won the twenty four seven championship. That's the Royal Rumble. Wow! Can you believe that? An anniversary unlike any other. So I'm excited about you have that. To get the championship back. Maybe you'll have to win again. Can you believe, yeah. in, in retrospect, now that we're like six months removed, seven months removed, can you believe that it not only happened, but happened on the main show? <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. It's it's insane. Like, th- they haven't done anything like that before or since. Cutting away to a segment in the middle of the show, and then I just won the 20 <laughs> It's It's... Unfortunately, you can't see the way that I won properly it's been edited and changed the art form of what I did the the the, the physical prowess they, they chopped it up you haven't looked no oh, yeah. what they do to it they cut away and they just show Charlie like what's happening and then you see me rolling him up yeah peacock yeah. oh my goodness oh peacock is the right word um I, when you think about what happened <laughs> Think about it. It was me. It was Peacock. That's exactly right. That's how I did it. That's my move. Oh, my God. Guys, that could be, seeing as the only way I've ever won the title was with the nut shot. And, and think about the brand integration. My new my move could be the Peacock. <laughs> or, like, I need to add another word to it, you know, something. But it's right there. Someone can help, help me hyphenate with that. It, though. Hyphenate. Oh, you know, it's, it's hyphenated. P-C-O-C-K. The peacock. That is Definitely my finishing hyphenated. maneuver. Mm. 
The peacock. It's fantastic. Um, that's a thing. That's a the thing. Most, the most protected. That's the most protected maneuver in sports entertainment. You have, you have that, no idea. Right. Is that not something? That's something. That is something. That's something. Coming with that's a peacock something. is something. All right, SGG, what else is going on besides the Royal Rumble date and venue? Leo Rush. Leo Rush returned to the ring. Well, he didn't return to the ring last night, but he announced his return. Uh, he appeared on AEW Dynamite, and then it was made official with the graphic and everything. Leo Rush is back, and Leo Rush is all elite. I got to tell you, I am shocked. Um, I thought he was re- permanently retired. Thought we would never see him get in a ring again. And I'm just kidding. I was un. I. It was. I. I. I really like him. So there was no need to like when he gave the statement. We talked about it, SGG, and I. Yeah. I, I, didn't we have the conversation that we this said ha- like this happened exactly as you as you predicted that he yeah, was, was just like you just need some time right to heal back. up like he was just upset <laughs> yo it's crazy man people are so young people are so and it's amazing because Leo Rush has mad kids he may be on his third kid Leo Rush has two or crazy. three children I believe and I'm always amazed because I don't have kids but I've become an adult in all these professional ways, but I don't have to care for a child. And then you realize you meet people who have kids and I immediately think when they have kids, like you must be a grown up, because I don't feel completely grown up yet and I don't have kids yet. But then you realize yeah, no, exactly. athletes in particular so often have kids dumb young. So they're still, they're, they're, they may have the parenting game on Smash, but they're still figuring out the business game of life. And like and when he retired, there, I was like, come on, fam, that you are not. He was 25 years old, isn't he? 26. I want 26. Come he's on. 26. I'm upset. He's and he's so talented. I'm glad he's back. Sorry, Dip. Go ahead. I just want to say um, that based on the promo last night, I would make a deal with him. I would make a deal with Leo Rush as, a, as an agent. You would get you can make a deal with Leo Rush if you want to. Dip. I'll make a deal. <laughs> he and I will be making a deal. You want, a deal. you want me to connect you right now? He's a great guy. I, I, I am a big fan. I think he's mage. Yeah. You're not, you're not on social media enough, which is the only reason why you why you say that. What do you mean? Leo Rush is clearly playing like a scammer. Oh, that's the character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Got it, got it. He's like a Ponzi you scheme. I love the gimmick, by the way. I think it's hilarious. I can't relate to it personally because I'm such an honest dealmaker. You're, you really are. I'm one of the, deal ma- the, the, one of the biggest dealmakers in the biz today. But, you know, I'm just saying, I thought it was, I think it's a great gimmick. I'm very into it. Well, congrats to Leo Rush. We'll get more back to AEW momentarily. What else, SGG? Anything else outside the ring? And just going back to the Royal Rumble news, it was rumored that WWE is interested in hosting more stadium shows uh, throughout the next year. Heard that. And they're eyeing a stadium show in, in Cardiff, I believe it was rumored. Cardiff, Wales? Yes, for SummerSlam. Ooh. Man, that would be fun. SummerSlam, what year? Next year? Next next year. Wow. That's the rumor. That's the rumor that is out there. It's nothing confirmed, but the rumor is that they want to do up to um I thought I think I saw eight stadium shows in the UK next year. Or, Wait, how could it be and, eight uh, stadium shows in the UK? Or including listen, the it, UK. It came, it, this this came from uh this came from Meltzer. So I mean Oh, uh, so it's I made up how it's made up then. Well, I mean, listen, they got a, one a kernel down of truth. Got, it means there's a kernel of truth, a, and he just yeah. says, 
he just says whatever he wants to say. Like last week when someone said, um, <clears throat> someone said, I was at the show and a lot of people left during the Alexa Bliss Charlotte segment. And he goes on and reports that <laughs> he reports that some gigantic 1500 people stormed out of the building. That's how bad. And by the way, anyone who's been listening to our show knows. We are very quick to be critical of a promo on Monday Night Raw, okay? With the, don't don't think we're sitting here praising Raw every week, as all of you know. But you really think that anyone would believe that 1,500 people ran from the building after buying tickets because of Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. You are a clown. That is ridiculous. And I, by the way, whenever I get mad at Meltzer and I say this kind of stuff, that he makes things up and is a jabroni for doing that, everyone always gives me this other, yeah, but... He's a wealth of knowledge, and he's a historian. I know. No, no, no one's ever. He doesn't, he doesn't get into that bag enough. He doesn't get into that bag enough. He, he, he should his- live, live in the historian bag, bro. Because the way he breaks news is often making things up or hearing it from sources that are unreliable because he doesn't have the same connections that he used to have. But everyone, if you get mad and say he lies and makes things up, or or you know justifies tries to legitimize insane things like I may have paid to win the 24-7 championship or paid to be on air, whatever thing he he legitimized. That was when I realized, I'm like, oh, he just makes things up. He's, he's okay with that. He just does that. So, yeah. that, so that story, we didn't get to mention that last week. The story about Alexa Bliss and Charlotte was so absurd. Because just stop for a moment. Picture a regular arena that holds 14,000 people. What it would look like if 1,500 of them left the building at once. There's not a thing they could say. If they said we're giving out mandatory vaccines in the middle of Birmingham, 1,500 people are not running from the building. There, there's, it's an insane, insane thought. All right, sorry, SGG. Um, anything else? Oh, no, that was it. I'll just say I'm down for more stadium shows, though, whether it's more in the UK or in the or worldwide. I don't know, though. You know, Dip, Dip I think, made a compelling point after SummerSlam that you love the we love the pageantry of the stadium show and i agree it looks like it feels so cool when you're there oh it's a it's awesome to be there feels amazing on tv i could see having eight getting to be if they're all pay-per-views getting to be a bit much because it doesn't tell story you can't tell stories in an in as nuanced a way in the yeah. huge, huge buildings, they think they think they think, they think, they think that, that they think that. Um, from my perspective, like they think that having the big show is enough of an attraction, and storytelling comes second in a gigantic arena. Yeah, they, and so they love if storytelling's your thing. You're likely not going to get it in a crowd of seventy thousand people. So that's just my perspective on it, and and I, I think. You know, you're the the le- it feels way less intimate on television, and um, way, uh, way more meaningful in person. I agree. I think it's amazing to be there in person on TV. I think it's really cool. But then once you settle into it and you're used to how many people are there, it just does feel a little less intimate to me. Especially the way they shoot these days, where you can kind of hear people talking more and they're working people a lot tighter. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm open to it. I just don't know. After eight. I think one of the reasons we like it is because we get it a couple times a year. If that, usually it's once a year. I'd be interested to see how we feel about it if it gets up to eight times a year. 
and it, who knows it could it could be i could be wrong and it's not just in the uk it could be like the Royal rumble is included as one and then a saudi show maybe two saudi that's what shows i think like it was that that's how i specials but even still that would be a, a ton but either way we'll see um so extreme rules uh went down on sunday um and i have a lot of strong opinions on extreme rules um most notably my concerns about Big E um, and the title change happening the way it did, it's like a mixed bag right now. In one sense, I feel like he is being treated as a champion. It's clear it's not going to end in, in two weeks. So that That's really good news. Um, and I'm stealing this point from an emailer we got who I should shout out when I get it, when I get a chance. Um, but guys, can you picture another time in history when the brand new world champion would have been announced in on the first pay-per-view since he won the title, he was being thrown in a six-man tag that was announced on the kickoff show? That it's proof enough that things are being done on the fly and decisions are being made last minute. Because no, you've never seen that before. You may see it again, but you've never seen that before. And uh, it feel, it felt like a very rash, weird thing to just like that they just threw on. Well, I understand it in this case, though. I do, because because <laughs> if if they had a legitimate challenger for him or had left him off the card completely, then he would have felt like more of an afterthought than them continuing the story of Omos and AJ attacking the New Day and him and Bobby Lashley and putting all those stories together for one night only just to give them something to do. Because I think that was better than them leaving them off the card. They could have done a Bobby Lashley rematch, which we ended up getting on Monday. But um, Or just announced I, I understand it. Them. Well, listen, we always talk about how they over-announce things and don't do enough mm-hmm. surprises. This is one that should have been announced and not a surprise. Because everything when happened. When they have announced it, though? Like Friday? Sure. Yeah, Friday, Wednesday on social media, um, whatever. There's plenty of opportunities to do it, but like, just seems like a weird, like, hey, we're just so you, glad you're here. The champion's going to be in a match. Listen, maybe it doesn't mean that much, but he also was coming off of two matches that he lost the previous Monday. And by the way, the yeah, call... He didn't take the pin, though. No, but he didn't win either match. Um, and that's, by the way... I mean, to, but Roman was, Roman was in the match. <laughs> what do you want? Shouts to Kiwan McGuire, who, who sent us that. And uh, he was right. He said, uh, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts and wonder if Greg will contort this. He already did. There's um, no contort. I just have a different opinion. I mean, you, 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 you don't, it doesn't concern you at all? What was that? It doesn't concern you at all. That he, was, that he got a six-man tag match? That, that, he, that, his, that the beginning match? of his title reign includes not winning either match on his show followed by being tossed into a six-man tag that was announced on the kickoff show. Is is that, you don't have any issue with that booking for your new WWE champion? No, because the, the matches, he didn't look weak in at all. It's not like he got buried. It's a loss in the loss column, but Big E came out looking stronger after, after last week. He came out looking much stronger than he had in the weeks prior while he had the Money in the Bank briefcase. He didn't get pinned. But he dominated he dominated Lashley and Roman just as much as they got an offense on him. And then how do you and, and, and you also don't, and you also don't mind him being tossed in that that match was just announced on the kickoff show? That's like what we do with like a the most random things usually we, we don't we don't usually with all due respect to the kickoff show, 
we don't usually get major announcements of what a champion's doing. That doesn't usually happen on the kickoff show. It's usually like... No, it doesn't. Here, guess what match is starting off the pay-per-view? Or, you know, we moved this tag match to the kickoff show. So, listen, maybe it'll all turn out fine. But I, I did appreciate the email. I thought it was an interesting perspective yeah. to put on it. I think it did turn out fine for him, though, because, like, again, these were, these were four good matches he looked strong in. They put him back with the New Day. It furthered his feud with Lashley, which seems to be over after Monday. And now he can move on from that. Well, listen. being the, stuck in that. Yeah, but the story that I'm worried about with, with, with Big E, we don't know whether it worked out yet. I'm talking about a longer term. We'll see how it works out. On the flip yeah. side of that coin, I would say that at this point, guys, with where we stand with Becky and Bianca, I think SummerSlam has been justified. I think it worked out. I, I think yeah. I, I think the story is meaningful. And how about this? And this is exactly to the point I made about Big E winning, not necessarily being the best thing. I think Bianca is more mage now than she was when she lost the title. I think that's true. I just want to go back real quick because I didn't get a chance to talk about Big E. Please. The, the idea <laughs> of the New Day being back together you know, the, the idea of New Day being back together and the idea of the Hurt Business being back together. And well, we didn't get to that. We didn't get to that yet. I know, but I'm just saying the idea of the two factions being feuding is getting closer to entertainment to me yeah. <laughs> yes. than it previously closer was. Closer to entertainment. Yes. Well, yeah, you can't uh, be sure yet. Uh, no, but I love the idea. I love the Hurt Business and I love the New Day and I love Big E. So the idea of those of, of, of that sort of six man tag, the idea of you know a Survivor Series a Survivor team, Survivor Series match between the you know uh, between them, the, a feud between Bobby and Big E. No, the, the only question is how are they going to find? There's there are so many conceivable Survivor Series matches right now that will make sense and make you excited. How are they going to find a way to do none of them? That's my question. How are they going to find a way to make it one or two Survivor Series matches where the alignment is like SmackDown and Raw? It has nothing to do with these family factions and friends that all perfectly are suited. Like this is every, I know I'm going to annoy people, but I say it every year, but oh my God, you're so right. You take the New Day and the Hurt Business. Um, the Hurt Business is three plus MVP should be back by Survivor Series. That's four, right? That's enough. They add one person to the New Day. It's the New Day and Drew McIntyre. Whatever. You add one other person with them. That's it. That's it. Great Survivor Series they match. Need, they that's, don't need that's, to do that, though. They don't need to. They could do a strong six-man tag. No, but it would be nice to see that. a traditional Survivor Series match. Who wouldn't want to see that? Well, yeah, why would, why would you rather make it a six-man tag like they do any week for Survivor Series? Or should, I should just give up on then, the series. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Or they could just do a three-on-three -three Survivor Series match. They don't need to shoehorn somebody into the bloodline or the New Day just to even up. But it'd be nice for traditional might not even be ready. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. right. If, you, if you'd rather see a six-man tag, they just won't. Make it an elimination. Make it an elimination They've match. never so done. Traditional Survivor Series. You know, it'll be great. It's fine. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. A traditional Survivor Series match is five on five, right? They cut it down to four on four. Just make it in nineteen eighty nine match for this. Just make it a traditional. They, but they went back when they they've been doing five on fives. 
Listen, I know, but the traditional, I know, so they I know. Play the, they play with the number, so don't even need to add a new member. Just let them do an elimination match. But All right, fine. Whatever. Series. Whatever. It's not that big of a point. It just, I don't even know why you're arguing this. It'd be more fun to have a traditional four on four. That's insane to think it's, it would well, be. Well, who's the fourth and why shoehorn somebody into New Day? Just, who cares? They have well, a shoehorning is part of Survivor out. Series. They're shoehorning and shoehorning. That was the whole yeah, thing. What did, uh, what did Ultimate Warrior have to do with the Texas Tornado and, 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 and Legion of Doom? They were like faces. They, I mean, you just find people who have, uh, a like-minded interest and otherwise enemies. good guys and bad guys. Right. I just right. don't like when it's based on brand. Like what, what I don't like cool, when, it's, when you have heels and baby faces on the same team because they're on the same brand. To me, that is weird. Go ahead. What would, can I say something? Okay. What would be awesome is if they, if they had the hurt business versus the new day versus, um, uh, the, 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 the bloodline, the bloodline, bloodline. And they, you know, if they wanted to throw a fourth person in, they had Heyman, you know, take a couple of bumps and get eliminated first. Wait, but what do you mean? You just named three teams, though. Who's? Yeah, I know. I mean, a three-team Survivor Series match. Yeah, that's not even a thing. What you just said, twelve-man tag. So now, now, that's not. So I was just giving Stack Guy Greg a hard time because I was like a three-man Survivor Series team. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Keep I like the, the idea of maybe the faction about keep, all the factions. But that's together. not a Survivor Series energy, match. Keep the Who's energy. Give it the thing. P. If you were the same. Hold on. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. With all due respect, I got you. Got to learn to stop energy. talking over each other. Dip. Give it the same. energy. I was already oh, giving the same important. energy. I responded to him the exact same way. I, no, no, you were. It was a little. No, lighter. it wasn't. It was I literally just. First of all, I didn't even say anything. All I said to you with you was like, "Why." That doesn't even make sense to me. I'm saying the exact same thing to Dip. Why? You would never. That's not a Survivor Series match. You just made up a new pay-per-view. That doesn't even make sense. I think he's telling the, the person who's in his house right now to go away. Doesn't it look like? Does it look like he's yelling at someone? Someone is being reprimanded. Someone, someone definitely. Dip's got work being done in his house, and I think he just said, "Leave me alone. I'm doing a podcast." Can not, you tell? He says he's fine, but he's not fine. He's like, no, he's no, 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 no. I have, I have to yeah, no. Yeah. But neither of those ideas make yeah, sense. Uh, yeah, I just would like. I just am wondering how they're going to find a way to not let us get one good traditional Survivor Series match. I feel like every time we get here, and then I get yelled at by listeners. They're like, why do you want the Survivor Series match to have a Survivor Series match? Why do you want the Survivor Series pay-per-view to include a Survivor Series match? Keep in mind, we're coming off an Extreme Rules where there was how many Extreme Rules matches? One. Now, I'm okay with it in the case of Extreme Rules because when they overdo it, remember that one-year dip you and I watched together in L.A.? They had like every match had a stipulation. It was like eight different stipulations and they were reaches and there were there were things that just didn't even make sense. I like say extreme. I like that in this case they kept one. That's okay. That that's okay. But for Survivor Series, I think you need to have at least one, if not two. I would like two traditional Survivor Series matches. Sorry. Me too. I, I was say the extreme rules pay-per-view no longer fits with the current brand of the it fit into it whenever true. it started. It's sure. over. They need to figure out another pay-per-view in September because Extreme Rules does not apply to the PG era, the PGG era that we're in right now. Yeah, it doesn't feel very extreme. Um, so next thing, I'm going to sound like Greg here, and I haven't even asked Greg about this. Maybe Greg will be like Dip. Who knows? I did not hate the end of Roman and Finn, and I know that people hated the turnbuckle collapse finish. And let me just say very briefly why I didn't mind. Because there's one thing we all knew about Roman versus Finn. And that was Roman was going to win. 
There's no chance. Yeah. Not one person, not even a seven-year-old, watched that match thinking Finn was going to beat Roman Reigns. So, and you may consider this cheap, and people would go, oh, well, if AEW did it, you wouldn't say blah, blah. Let me just say this. They entertained me. The entire match entertained me. And then it ended, and I was like, that's weird. What's happening? And it was over, and it was entertaining. And at the end, the story making sense, what happened, where will we go, it doesn't matter. We're not going anywhere with Roman and Finn. That's not where we're going. And I just have already known that. The truth is, you can complain about the fact that Brock Lesnar's looming beyond Finn Balor. So that changes the, the this entire story. But the bottom line is, I didn't have high expectations, I'll be honest, of Roman and Finn. I thought it was a super, super entertaining match. I thought when Finn's music came in and he started convulsing and coming back to life on the floor, and then he attacked Roman with his music playing, I was like, this is different. In the words of Dipperstein, yeah. this is something. There was something going on in that match. And then it ended it felt it was like weird. The, and, 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 it felt like something. I, I feel the exact same way. I, I literally was watching with, with a few marks, and I said, they're doing something. There's something going on. I said those exact words. That's exactly what did, it was. Did something. You, SGG, did you have SGG, a problem? That is something. Did you have a problem with the end of the match? Not at all. I thought, who cares? So the turnbuckle collapse. SGG, Finn, Finn did Ballard you? Is a demon. He, he can, anything can happen when he's... Uh, when he's, you know, convulsing and, and and he's the demon and he's putting spells on things, you know, things can happen. SGG. There was something going on. Shut something, up something again. You're out of control. On. Relax. Does people not hear me today? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm giving Dip a little bit of time. I heard the three SGGs, but Dip was on a, Dip was on a roll. When somebody's getting their bars off, you just got to let them let them do what they do. <laughs> so what were your thoughts then? Did you did you what did you think about the turnbuckle collapse? I thought it was I thought it was well done to be to believe it or not. Um it was confusing in the moment. Okay. I'm with you and Dip in terms of the the reviving him with the music. I thought it was different. I thought that was fun. Um I'd never seen it before. I don't know if we should see it again or if that should be a part of the repertoire, but in this case I did like it. But then, you know, it did strike me during the match they kept referencing him as the demon. They kept beating us over the head with this demon thing. And then the ropes collapse, and then they reference Roman thanking a, like a god or like a higher power. So I don't know. Maybe they are gonna do more with this, but and they could a little bit, and they could, and that was part of why I said what I said earlier about Becky and Bianca. Because listen, yeah, we are the first, at least Dip and I are the first to complain when it looks like a story is not gonna have payoff. I think Becky and Bianca has paid off. And, I, I, I was wrong with that too. I was very upset. Well, I I didn't like it. Can I? Can I? I, I want, can we? Can we use this on. as a as a learning moment, not just for you, but for many others, about why to, with all due respect, okay, not be such a bleeping mark. And I say that to say, as someone who pays money, travels the world, and does more with, spends more time on wrestling than anything else in my life, okay, except maybe Bear. But when I say a bleeping mark. I mean, you're so obsessed with a character's success that you judge things on wins and losses. And by the way, I'm talking to myself too. In the, in I, the I, case of Bianca, you were there. I was. You were with me. I was. Right? You was right there. I was. Well, and, uh, was and also at that in. time, we were, I was with you. And also at that time, because of what had happened recently, I doubted they would pay it off. I really doubted it would pay off. I was like, are they even know if they're turning her? What was that? I had a lot of doubt <laughs> yeah. on what was going to happen. We all. It's a learnable moment for all of us because Bianca's character is better right now after losing to Becky 
than the character was then. I care more about her now. Yeah. She has more yes. edge to her. She has a motivation. I, I've been so into Bianca, but I've been to a bunch of live shows recently, SGG. And as much as I love her character, there is a part of her coming out and twisting her hair all happy dancing. And I'm like, you're one notch too happy. I want you to beat some people's asses too, okay? Let's, where's the, where's the hunger? Where's the fire? And I think that character has gained fire because of losing two and the heelish tendencies of Becky Lynch. Yeah, and I, I have no arguments against that. I mean, from, like you said, you hit every nail on the head, you put a perfect ball on it, that fans, we need to wait and see. And I know the nature of what we do and, and what happens online is that we see something and we react to it right away, which is perfectly fine. But again, I'm- But it doesn't you mean you're that. often going to be right. Right. And also the reactions don't have to be so strong. You don't have, you can, you can like it or hate it while also leaving room for it to, rev- to evolve and become something that you're going to feel differently about versus saying like, this is what it is and how it's going to be forever and all time. Because that's what I felt about Bianca. Like it was ruined. They, 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 they took it away from her. It didn't have to be like that. How dare they advertise a match that didn't happen, which I still think was messed up by the way, but it all paid off. And on the flip side of that coin, the exact flip side of that coin is we will see in a month, three weeks, how the big E title change turned out on the exact opposite side. Everyone celebrated because they love him so much and they're confusing loving the person because he's an amazing human, the character, all of that. They're, they're conflating that with wins and saying, if a win, if you get a win, that means your character is going to be better. And that's not how this works. That's not how storytelling works. We don't know. And hopefully it will be that way. And so far, there have been things I didn't like, but also things I like. So we will see in three yeah. or four weeks. By the time we get Survivor Series, certainly in, in six weeks, we'll know where the Big E character stands as a result of that random telegraphed cash-in. But we, but yeah, in the moment, I, I wanna, you don't know. Yeah, and I want to just piggyback off that a little bit too. Like you said, a win doesn't mean that they're doing great things with the character or that the character is working. But I, I have to circle back to what we talked about earlier. Those two losses on Raw don't mean that no. bad things are happening for the character. No, it was just it's, it was so, just to me adding it up. When you look around, it's things to pay attention to. If you're if you're unsure of how it's going to go, and you go. Weirdly announced match, six-man tag on a pay-per-view, couple of losses in one night. I'm just paying attention. That's all. You're right. It doesn't when mean the, that. When that, bell, when that bell rang, though, like, Big E did what, he, what, what they gave him the belt to do, the, the title, excuse me. He did what they gave him the title to do, which is produce high-level, high-energy matches with, with some great competitors. Now, what do you think that's going to look like? Uh, who do you think it's going to look like after the draft, though? Who's... Because the draft is this Friday, like you said, you're hosting a draft party on Monday for the second half of the draft. Who do you think is going to emerge as WWE Championship contender? Because Drew confronted him at the end of Raw, but they could easily be split up by Friday night or by the end of Monday. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk about, that's a good segue, SGG. Let's uh, talk about the draft. Um, and, and quick, let me just hit these quick hitter results for everyone for extreme rules in case for some reason you didn't watch because you're one of the people who just waits to listen to cheap Pete every week. We love you guys. Liv Morgan defeated Carmella in a kickoff show match that surprised a lot of people for how uh, entertaining it was. Liv continues to 
uh, rise and become a, a big, big star. I had a very funny interaction with her before the show. I think I can say this. It was so funny. She's like walking. She walks by me and waves to me and like looks. She like, you know, looks at me like she knows me and waves at me. But she had well, just 24 seven champion. Tr- correct. Correct. But she had just she had just gotten um, her hair done. And she tried, and I think she did the look somewhat on the show. She had bangs, right? I think she yeah. looked different. She had bangs. At first, the bangs were really full. I did not recognize her. When she looked, I did not recognize her with the full bangs. <laughs> and so she saw me kind of double take her. And then she was like, hey, what do you think of this? How does this look? And I was like, oh, I thought the conversation we were having was, does she look too different? So she shouldn't do it because like people will be confused and we're going back and forth for like a minute and a half speaking on two different levels. Cause I think we're talking about, are you worried you won't be recognized properly after about a minute and a half? I realized all she wanted to do was make sure she was still hot. <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> you just don't want to know if you still look. I was like, yeah, you look good, bro. You're straight. That's Don't not worry about it. That was experiment. Feel free. Yeah, you're good. That was the only thing you're worried about. I was like, I told her, I was like, frankly, I thought you were some strange hot chick who was checking me out. I was like, who is this? I don't even know who this is. And then I was like, oh, that's Liv Morgan. She works here. Yeah, you're going to be all right, Liv. Don't worry about it. Yo, Liv is super over right now. People very excited about yeah. Liv Morgan. Um, good for her. Really, really cool. We don't person. see her enough, man. People want more live. They want more live. Let her live. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for All her. Right. Um, so anyway, she beats Carmella. Um, New Day defeats Lashley, um, AJ, and Omas. Um, Usos retain over the Street Profits. Charlotte does away with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Damian. R.I.P. Lily. Yeah. And and probably R.I.P. Alexa, uh, this version of Alexa, at least for a while, I would say. I mean, Halloween's coming up, so this is not the time to kill her off. Like, have her do something extra scary, like turn turn Lily's skin into a mask or gear or something. Don't hold your breath. Do something. Level up. Don't hold your Level breath. Level up. But this it's a good Halloween, thought. Halloween is this month. Level up. Damian Priest uh, gets the win, retaining over Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Happy birthday, Damian. Uh, Becky... And Bianca, no contest, outside interference, Sasha Banks. Um, Roman, of course, beats Finn. We already talked about that. I, I didn't love the the Sasha. I didn't love the Sasha thing because it feels so repetitive to me. Um, uh, I would not have. Would you have enjoyed it more if she just healed off with Becky instead of like, she's just always between yes. just go all yes, the way. I would have. Right. I absolutely would have. I, I enjoyed Becky's reaction though. Becky's like a thumbs up. Welcome back. Let me get out of here. She should just let Becky get out of there. And then right. Instead she attacks Becky too. I mean, can we, can we start? I would have liked to imagine if Sasha and Becky came together and now that is something we have to do on, smackdown or wherever that's what i thought they were gonna do that's what i thought they were gonna do and i mean i guess they still could go there but it was the easy place to do it and then you start getting 
you know, occasionally you get Sasha and Becky tagging together. Hey, what if Charlotte ends up on a show with them? Charlotte's a heel right now, too. Yeah, it, it very well could happen. So I, that was my we'll one see. problem. I feel like with Sasha, no one does her character any favors. I don't know if it's her, writers, whoever it is. I don't think the character's ever done any favors. We already know she's turned a thousand times. But then even in a spot like this, she attacks the baby face and the heel. It's just like, I just think it's yeah. easy, easier to just. She didn't have to be that dominant. Yeah, you don't need to go after everyone. It wasn't for me, but um, it just felt kind of repetitive. So you asked, why don't we do a mini mock draft? I have, I have, we have about 20 minutes here. Oh boy. Let's do it. A quick, quick mock draft. Um, and real quick before, before that, um, I'm sure we, there's stuff from AEW we didn't get to mention. Um, well, we can we can do the mock draft. We can push that back because I do want to hear what you thought about uh, Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan. We didn't or Bryan Danielson. We didn't talk about that yet. Oh, because we did the show and last then, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I think we did. The, I think we didn't get to talk about it. Damn it! All right, all right, all right. So yeah, we might we might have so we got to jump right into that. The draft is coming. Well, we got yeah jump maybe right into maybe it. um Monday we could do a bonus episode. That'll be fun. I'll see if we could squeeze yeah, that we'll in. Yeah, we'll recap the draft. No, or preview the draft on Monday. We could see if we, we'll try. We could try to do that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Maybe we could do it Sunday. But, um, all right, it's a good point. Let's let's move to AEW. Um, <clears throat> even though there's so much to always do on both shows, on both uh, brands, I should say. Um, I I loved I loved Daniel Bryan and, and Kenny Omega. Um, to me... It delivered everything I wanted from their match. I had no issue with the um, time limit. I know some people had an issue with the time limit. I have no issue with the time limit. Because as long as you use it scarcely, I think that's a good spot to do it. I don't I don't mind yeah. it happening there. You're starting I don't I'm good with delaying the start of that story. I'll I'll tell you so I don't want to um I do have some things I don't like. Um, but I, but as for what they did, they did some fire. Kenny hit that running V trigger off the ramp into Brian, into the ropes. That was, I, it looked like he literally took his head off. I mean, Brian's chest was bright red. Like they were (laughs) awesome. They were, they delivered to me, Kenny and Brian knocked it out of the park. Um, I loved it. I did not need the schmas after and i've said this to you many times aew i I don't know if this is a tony khan thing i don't know where the issue is they do not get the schmas they don't ever know how to do it it always feels to me like forced and off and i don't know i could have i could have taken them fighting after the bell sug and they just need to bring in more refs to break them up, and that's it. Like I just don't, I just don't really need the the everyone else coming down with Daniel Bryan. I I don't need to see him lining up with Luchasaurus. Like I'm just good on that. I'm, I don't know. Am I am yeah. I missing something that AEW fans are going to scold me for? But I'm just kind of good. If you are, we both are. Because I I mean, just Bryan Danielson being with them, I don't think they established that enough. So I get that Kenny Omega is the leader of the elite. And every time that things go bad for him, that they're going to show up. But um, they didn't say enough to me about why Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt and those like rebels sort of need to be 
backing up Brian Danielson. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't get the it. The match either. was amazing though. Match was phenomenal. So I, I just wish they'd stop with the Schmaz stuff. And I felt that way again with the rampage Schmaz with American top team and Jericho and Hager. I didn't need that. I didn't see that one. They, they did it. Yo, every UFC fighter on earth came out, including Jorge Masvidal, which is mage. Okay. I'm not pulling out Jorge Masvidal is mage. And he hit a, he hit a running knee. He hit like a, he, he actually hit like a feature. Jericho. <laughs> no, that was mage. That was mage. However, the problem is before that they had 105 pound page van Zant. She was hitting Jericho with body shots. It looked absurd. Like it was <laughs> that they didn't need. So, so all I'm saying is there's something cool to be done. Dan Lambert's doing a great job and there's something fun to be done with American top team. To me, it's too much. It's just a little too much, too many schmazes for no reason. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, the, the forest Hill show had some misses to me. Um, the MJF match, which I was really excited for with Brian Pillman, I, I just feels like it maybe should have run on Rampage. Crowd felt incredibly dead during that. Um, now, MJF picking up with Darby Allen on this week's Dynamite. Now we're talking about something. Now, I, I wish the Brian Pillman thing had gotten over better in New York, and hopefully it still served a purpose for Brian Pillman. But as we get into MJF and Darby, now I hope we're getting in. That should be MJF rolling into another one of those classic AW style, the way they do it, like eight month stories. Let's go right in. That it should be right. Let let them roll. It should be. This That's could be the thing. You want to rush through, and you can have Sting and Wardlow. Like you got you got options here. So that is a phenomenal place to be for Darby and MJF. And yo, did you hear MJF's line this week? I did not. He said. He, he started threatening AEW to treat him right and said, I got Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll imagine if he does, though. He does. No, he does. He was saying from my MLW days, I guess Pritchard was at MLW for a minute. I didn't know. I didn't remember that Pritchard was at MLW. He was very specific, very specific. And then, of course, Punk comes <laughs> in and buries Pritchard by going, everyone has Bruce on speed, speed dial. Who cares? Yeah, that might be true. But But I will tell you, they have a distinct advantage in being the un- quote-unquote underdog. They can reference WWE. WWE can't reference AEW. They can do it. I don't know that they can't. They just won't because it, nah, it'll feel it like, would, uh, it would look really, it'll feel like punching it, down. It'll feel like punching down. It would be really dumb to do it. It would. You're, you're, if you're the established brand, listen, you can tell how established WWE is when 20,000 people chant yes at AEW shows, okay? WWE is Kleenex, you know? And and this new tissue company, it's a comfortable, luxurious tissue that people are really enjoying. But the fact of the matter is, the amount, everyone who enjoys this new tissue, 92% of them still have Kleenex in their house. What you don't need to do as Kleenex is tell everyone, that there's another tissue out there that's really nice. Maybe you don't know it. So I don't think WWE can do that. But if you're AEW, you can throw in all those zingers because every one of your viewers already watches or watch WWE. It doesn't matter. Does it get to a point where, can it be overdone though? Yeah, or but can not, it be done not, wrong? 
Sure, but it's not being overdone yet. It's brand new. I don't think it'd be. You don't think yet. so? No, I I don't even. They, I think they could do more if they wanted to. I think they could bait them more. If I'm them, they're still on the rise. You can bait them more. I would I would consider baiting till they get a good response. I'm just telling you what I would do in morning show radio. If I was like when the Breakfast Club came for us, they came for our neck, talking about us constantly. Donkey of the day, trying to end us in every humanly possible way. They came for our necks and it was effective. I started responding like it's hard not to respond, you know, when people are (laughs) base, terrible human beings who will say anything they want to about you, you then have to respond. So if AEW pushes limits, and I don't think they'll go that far, what's the real downside? That someone like you says, oh, it's enough already. Eh, you're apt to say that anyway. (laughs) They're okay with you saying that. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a huge downside to them. So they get to say cute things like, I could call Bruce Pritchard right now. That's a good line. For a wrestling inside fan, that's a hell of a line. That is. That is. I'm just saying like the the WWE shots all the time could, because, and I said this right when they came out the gate, that it's better for them to focus on what they do and do well than to like split their time trying to throw shots at WWE because at some point, that is going to be their identity, like the WWE hater versus the WWE alternative. And they got a good thing going as the alternative without having to be so consumed by the constant shots where it doesn't fit. That MJF Bruce Pritchard line, I wouldn't even call that a shot. No, no, no. That's just, just, that's like an Easter egg. That's just, that's just, yeah. You know, fun. That's just fun stuff. I wouldn't even put that in. I wouldn't Um, put that in the same category as, as other stuff. But yeah, Brian was amazing. They just need to let that be clean though. I don't, I don't need everyone involved in it. Um, I really like. I did have one nitpicky thing with the with the match, which again, it was amazing. It's just that towards the end, when Kenny Omega is getting kicked in the head, and then he stands up before Brian, I feel like those little choices didn't make sense to me. Say that one more time. So there were there were moments towards the end of the match where Brian Danielson is kicking Kenny Omega in the head, right, and they both collapse to their feet, and then Kenny Omega makes it to his feet before Brian, after just being like oh, almost obliterated. Okay. So those little choices, I don't think made sense to me, but that's overall, I don't think it hurt the match enough to, to even be like, it's still a five-star match. Yeah. Those little, little things that I think would have, would have been differently, but still like, it and it pr- shows too that like Kenny Omega, man, this is the Kenny Omega that people were talking about um, in Japan. This is the Kenny Omega that people want to see week to week. I don't know why we don't see this guy every week. Well, you, and, maybe it he's takes not wrestling Daniel maybe Bryan. It takes somebody to bring it out of. Yeah, maybe it takes somebody to bring it out of him. But also, um, there's a couple of things to remember with that. I mean, number one, for the last six months or more, he's been a bad guy, and that guy doesn't give you the same thing. He's not supposed to. It's too. If he's that yeah, good he's all the time, still be entertaining though. He wasn't that he wasn't that good as a babyface though. Like there was a noticeable like he wasn't his best version of himself in the first year of AEW. I agree. Um, I don't think he was his best version of himself. I'm not exactly sure why that is. You know, listen, there are some people who can have a match with a broomstick. There are some people who are great, but they need a great dance partner. Maybe Kenny's a guy who's great but needs a great dance partner. But um, you know, you're still contorting this into somewhat of a negative for Kenny Omega coming off of his five star match with Brian Danielson, I, you're not, you're not going to get it all the time. 
But he, when he is at his best, you see why people think Kenny Omega is the best. You can see that. Um, I know like people like Zach are like, he's not. I don't know why anyone says he's the best. No, no, no. When I've seen Kenny Omega uh, in the pre-AEW, first of all, he's the only star that I would watch like New Japan for. He was the only dude who I was trying to download. I would like go seeking out his matches to see them because I thought they were that good. I thought he was that entertaining and polished in the ring. I think being on in, in front of American television is a different ball game, and I think he's figuring it out. But I'll tell you what, I do think even if, if, if you get a chance, if you watch this week's show, I think you'll see he's even getting better on the mic. His heel promos are getting better too. So give give the guy, I mean, he's, he's not going to be a mic guy ever. He does not have the most charisma of anyone who's ever stepped in a wrestling ring. But damn it, that man can wrestle. And they put he on can a wrestle. They he can. They put he on can. a clinic. Um, Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. We got so much email this past week. Every version, too, by the <laughs> way. I don't even know if I'm going to read Rhea Nikki ones because. Um, m- 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 mail. I got so many people saying you're wrong. I got so many people saying I'm wrong. I got so many people saying it's somewhere in the middle. That I guess it was the perfect argument in that way. Um, yeah, and like you, you ended the argument truly last week anyway. When you finally, you know, you boiled it down to just a matter of taste and what you're looking for. And at the end of the day, I feel like maybe all of the arguments could be boiled down to that. But if there was one that you can really sort of sort it out that way, that was the one. I mean, I, I think also it's. I would say that where I landed on the argument is that Nikki Ash has lived up to more of her potential so far than Rhea Ripley has. I refuse. I do not remotely see eye to eye to you that you think the ceiling is higher for Nikki. I, I That to me, I don't think is true. Um, certainly not in WWE, um, a place that values, you know, size and strength so much. Um, I think the ceiling is much higher for Rhea Ripley. But... I can see how you'd it argue comes, that it, it gets lowered when you underperform, though. Well, and you and, and, and by the way, you really downplayed Rhea's matches. I mean, you you made some of her matches sound like they were garbage. You also left her out of the fact you took her out of a match that you said was a Nikki and Charlotte match. You forgot it was a three way with Rhea. So you're like, you know, it was so much better when it was Nikki. <laughs> That's and not my fault. Charlotte. <laughs> no, she was in that match. She, so if it was that great with Nikki, it wasn't a total brick by Rhea either. And I enjoyed her matches with Charlotte WrestleMania. And I thought the last match she had with Charlotte, though it started rough, I thought uh, we got an email about it. And, and I went back and rewatched it. The Money in the Bank one. Rhea, they, they, the match started with the crowd chanting, we want Becky. And by the end, they were on their feet for Rhea and Charlotte. So I think you're overstating. I do see more of her clunkiness, though. I did watch more and pay closer attention and see some of the spots that are clunky. But I do, I do also think that you and many of the people I heard emails got emails from who were on your side, who are really down on Rhea. I think you guys oversimplify what she's capable of. Also, like I don't, I don't think also, she's that as simple. What you haven't brought up in the conversation, which I think people need to keep in mind, do I believe that Nikki is outperforming Rhea? Yes, but also Nikki has like a, a years and years of experience wrestling that Rhea just doesn't have so it's possible that this is the reason that they're put together in the first place is for right. Rhea to be a sponge 
and learn totally. things and polish up. And 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 we don't and, know. And and also we don't know. who was the person who did not like Rhea being moved to the roster in the first place? Me. I was constantly like, <laughs> yeah. why is she going up already? No, 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 no. And I said, damn it, they can't resist her. She's too appealing on the surface. And they're like, we got to get her in here right now. She, yo, when she first showed up three years ago, four years ago, she was a baby. She was 18, and, 19 and years old. Completely different character too. Um, yeah. This they, goes back to what we were saying earlier. We just got to wait and see. We so wait and see the definitive, the definitive statements. Gotta, gotta be careful about making those. Um, Matthew just wrote us today. I'm not. He, I just want to appreciate his subject, which was from my ti eighty two to cheap heat. <laughs> and he goes on to say, here are the actual reasons Rhea Ripley's a bad wrestler, and Nikki Ash is better in every way. Okay, pal. Let's. I think even SGG might say, let's simmer down now. In hey, let's, hear him out. let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. One, Rhea can't do a run in without her music hitting and doing the stomp on the entrance ramp. Nikki can fly there, thus saving valuable time to protect her friends <laughs> from a beatdown. <laughs> Rhea telegraphs her moves in ring, so the viewer sees what's coming. It's like if you have the script for a movie you're watching. The way she wrestles, and this is for you, Dip, takes me straight out of kayfabe. Nikki, and this is for you, Dip, is 1,000% kayfabe galore. Great point. We know Nikki is the baby faces, baby face of all baby faces. What's Rhea? Good, bad, <laughs> uh, into leather and spikes and hair gel. She has the personality of Jake Hager and AEW to match her demolition of Jace gear. By the way, but he's not wrong. I, I, I do not know <laughs> what the character is. I've sat here the whole time being like, well, that's the thing too, though. Like, what are we doing? I feel like, I feel like the era that we grew up in has made smart fans sort of regress in this area. Where, like, because like we grew up with the Undertaker and Doink the Clown and Duke the Dumpster and this and that, but like, you know, what was Bret Hart's character? Right. He was just an excellent wrestler. Okay. Yes, you're right about that, but that was a long time ago, and 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 also, I mean. It, it occasionally can work that way, but I mean, listen, that's Bret Hart, bro. Bret Hart, by the time he got in WWE, was already an incredible wrestler. If you're still trying to but figure it out, thing, but you got to give her time to get there. They put her in a spot where she's not able to be the world's best wrestler yet because she's a kid and her character doesn't have a lot yet either. It's a tough, it's a really, that's why I'm not ultimately for it. I mean, think about it. Bianca and Rhea came up at the same time. But Bianca had a lot yeah. more experience. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is though, we we're not at the point anymore. We can distill everybody's character to the Undertaker runs a funeral home, Kane's his undead brother, Doink is a clown. If you run down the roster, there aren't that many people that you can do that with and say, this is their character. But in but, like a concise sentence. So even Rhea, Rhea has a look. And she can wrestle. And I think that's all you really need right now at this stage in the game where she is just figuring it out. Because if you saddle her with the character, she could end up like Bray where it becomes like, well, the character doesn't need the title. And it doesn't make sense for him to have this. And then they make certain choices with Bray that go against what the character should be. Well, I mean, but hold on, hold on. There's a, there's a middle ground between Bray and The Undertaker 
and Rhea. There is, but I'm just saying that Bianca's you know, a great example of that, right? Um, yeah, but see, again, you can, I don't know what her character would be other than just like she's the best at everything. Who Bianca? Which everybody's a yeah, everybody's yeah, but her, but that, everybody's aspiring to be the best at everything. Yeah, but her character is that she's the best and she's an athlete, and everyone knows her athletic past and that she is this you know super freak athlete. It, it's not that much. You know, on top of that, she's a she's become a great talent and gotten really confident and had time to grow, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, let's not spend the well, our, our whole mail. Super freak bag. athlete is not a character. It's just like personality traits and qualities. It's not character. Eh, that's that's her character. Her literally, her character is the best. Her thing is, I'm the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fastest, strongest. Well, that's that's what the character <laughs> is. That's why I'm saying it doesn't take rocket science. I'm just saying Rhea is literally spiky jacket. They don't even yeah, talk about saying, where she's from. Her character's like badass. Her character's badass, which people wouldn't, that wouldn't be enough for people. But I mean. You no, know, you're right. It could be. But like. You, it gets I guess, her in the door. Just, I guess, I guess, I guess like, they, they, they've turned the badass up too much. Like she yeah. almost looks made up to the point of silly. Like the character she had at NXT before she was this. To me, she looked like a badass then. Remember, she would wear like jeans and like a, a, a T-shirt and denim. And it looked like, okay, you're just a regular badass chick. Now right. it's like turned up so much, but there's no fiber. There's nothing there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she didn't kick into another level of intensity. Well, and they, so or, 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 they, or they turned the volume up too high without enough actual substance. Like you can't just overdo and exaggerate everything without we need we need more time with her to know what that means they changed her look right away they changed her makeup they changed her hair everything got different pretty quick um her character had always been a really slow evolution if you go back and look at the way she used to look and how she looked by the time she got to the main roster the Rhea character grew really slowly but then when it got to the main roster it just seemed like it turned up incredibly quickly um by the way the last point that that guy said uh, all of his points that he was making about Nikki and Rhea said, four, which WWE superstar currently has a national commercial for head and shoulders? Oh, it's Nikki A.S.H. But isn't Rhea technically taller than Nikki, you say? Yes, but who is head and shoulders above and the shoulders. women's division when it, be, when it comes to <laughs> national exposure and legions of fans monetizing their fandom? Nikki, above shoulders and heads, A.S.H. In sum, Stack Guy Greg <laughs> is correct. And I hereby request you contort yourselves into an apology for the inappropriate and inaccurate slander of Nikki A.S.H. Sincerely, Matt. I will not apologize, but that was a terrific, terrific email. Two people Excellent. sent us emails this week, by the way. Two. Mail. Called, there's a first time for everything. They, that was the subject for both of them? let's see what it says andrew says in this case it's me feeling the need to defend sgg and it's him thinking that nikki's significantly better than Rhea. the next one welcome andrew i've been waiting the next one hold on there's a first time for everything i never thought this day would come but i have to say greg is a thousand percent correct welcome the man who drive typically drives us all crazy with takes such as <laughs> These are your best ofs. Keep the Thunderdome <laughs> for weekly TV or 
you should be watching the challenge on MTV was actually the normal one this Those week. Those are two good takes. While Peter lost his mind. You know that you know the first one is not a good take. You just know that. Please don't. It, I enjoyed the Thunderdome. I enjoyed it. And and just this one sentence argument update. You still right now would prefer if they could switch. You're not enjoying Raw and SmackDown more with crowds. You'd rather it be the Thunderdome. It's not about what I'm enjoying more. I don't have to enjoy one more to That's, have No, no, but you both. said they should keep it. So you said they should keep it. So since you said they should keep it, are you saying you still think they should keep it? They should cancel the live shows and go back to the Thunderdome. Well, I've gone to two live shows since they've done it. So, I mean, I'm just victim of circumstance. I have to, <laughs> I have to just continue to be in attendance. <laughs> m- 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 uh, Zach m- says <laughs> the subject is Greg is crazy. Dip is mage. And Extreme Rules was awful. Hey, Peter, Dip, and Greg. Greg's take on Nikki A.S.H. was repug. One of the worst takes in wrestling history. He deserves the Billy Madison clip. May God have mercy on your soul. Also, Dip is mage. He has some of the best takes on your show each and every week. Uh, Doesn't it suck that Dip's not here to hear this? (laughs) (laughs) I watched Extreme Rules and couldn't have been more disappointed. There are no compelling stories. None. And WWE keeps insulting my intelligence as a fan. They waste 20 minutes of our time in a pay-per-view just to do a DQ finish at the end. What a waste of 20 minutes. Then they were afraid to have Finn lose so clean, so they have the top rope break. What? What an insult to my intelligence. Not to mention the goofy red lights and no real stories going on. Please, for the love of all that is good, WWE, give us a real story. No SGG. Pointing at someone is not a real story. If you give us a one-time big match, it's great. But don't start every feud by saying, I just want to fight with no reason behind it. Stayed mage and dip. You are the magest of all. Wow. I can't dip believe wrote dip. This. dip wrote this. He may dip have this. He, I mean, it says Zach and there's a picture, but you never know. Could still be dip. I like we already addressed the, the Finn thing. I just, I, I don't think of it as an intel. Like if you go out and look throughout history of, of WWE and you may think this is stupid. You may think this is bad. That this stuff happens, especially when characters like Finn are involved. Weird things happen. It's actually one of the nice, Things you can get from the whole deal. It's it's how they protect him. It's a, it's a way to protect a character that physically otherwise has no reason even to be in a match with Roman Reigns if he just didn't have these extra things. It's it's better than Bray losing on the jackhammer after oh. surviving ma, 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 forty curb stomps. Someone wrote. Uh, Robert says Peter, they're up to a TI eighty four now. That's my take, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Aaron writes us and says, uh, great guy. Hey, what's up, Dip Bayless, Miss Hatton's boyfriend, and Greg the Statman Hart? I was texting my girlfriend the other day. I was texting my girlfriend the other day about how my boss is a great guy. The problem is I'm not sure how many R's I need to put for great guy. I wrote great guy, six six R's, but felt like Tony the Tiger. Can you confirm how many R's I should write to say someone's a great guy? Much love to you all. I write three R's. Yeah. Great. You can go more, but three is the minimum. Yeah, I think three is the right spot to be. Um, also, one thing to notice, because I know, SUG, you listen to the morning show most days. Ebro is really starting to get into great guy. <laughs> He's stole the gimmick. He's yeah, and I have to watch out because you with Ebro, it's not so much like flattery. It just ends up being like it's gone, and then before you know it, years later he'll he be like, "Yeah, I always he, say that. That's my thing. I say that." So watch like out, Jackie. 
Mail. Pete says, just want Dip to know that he's beloved by this member of the Cheap Heat universe, and I enjoy his shtick and, lo- and his love of AEW. Also, I personally enjoy AEW much more than WWE these days. That's Pete saying that, not me, by the way, guys. Don't try to clip that, okay? The Nikki Ash versus Rhea debate was incredible. If I can dip my toe in, I think both of these things are true. Nikki Ash is better on the mic and might be better in the ring, but Rhea is still the bigger name draw, and I don't know if that will change anytime soon. Keep up the fun, and you're all great guys. Pete. Guys, I appreciate all of you. There's so many emails every week. Um, So many different things here that I appreciate. Um, I'm just looking again at how many... um, Someone talking about cheap heat at 1.5 speed. That's uh, David sent us a note about that. Um, by the way, how about uh, how about Paul Heyman giving me the little shout out during the kickoff show? Do you see that? I didn't. What did he say? Damn, you didn't even watch the kickoff show anymore. Man, we supposed to be it, brothers. Damn, man. You know it's available on Peacock. They finally actually did start getting those up on Peacock. That's about time. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see if I have the clip here for you, pal. He's right. It's not a prediction. It is a spoiler. I mean, Roman Reigns right now. I feel like this is a, I'm repeating myself every month, but the guy's on top of his game. He is the absolute best in the world right now, and I don't see him losing, even to Demon. There you go. Have truer words ever been spoken? Never. Not to ask. Here you go. Here's Heyman. Me that question, which is why she probably pressured the producer to assign you the task of putting that asinine question in front of me. Either that or Rosenberg won't get off his tochus and interview me either. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty mage. Pretty, pretty mage. All right, guys, listen, we we love and appreciate you all. I hope you come out on Monday and hang out with me. I'll just be sitting there at the uh, the Ainsworth um, in Midtown Manhattan. Hey, man, go visit your family. Come up and hang out. That is going to be made. You know what? I might have to make a Monday. I might try Why to make not? a Monday stop. And we'll have a burger, have a beer. We'll stuff. watch the draft. It'll be nice, man. Listen, you never know what's going to happen in life. Am I right? Well, the one Ainsworth, thing is guaranteed. The Ainsworth Midtown Rosenberg is 33- will be our forever All right. <laughs> 24-7 champion. I think you're going to say death and taxes, but no. The Ainsworth Midtown is between <laughs> Madison and Park. Madison and Park. What street? 33rd. Just so everyone, I want to make sure I get this correct. Just so everyone knows. Ainsworth Midtown. Yup, the Ainsworth in Midtown. Because there's a Chelsea, but it's not the Chelsea. Actually, damn, there's three. They added an East Village one, too. My sister-in-law's I cousin. Know, I didn't know about the East Village one. My sister-in-law's cousin owns this joint. I don't know him. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't know him, but he owns it. Um, but if you've never been there, it's a big-ass sports bar. So And really high ceilings. Uh, oh, is the Midtown one of that or is the Chelsea one has the huge high ceilings? This one may be a little bit more low-key. Either way, it's vaccinated only, and it's on 33rd between Park and Madison. So, hey, it's a Monday night. The only I, way. I rarely go out on Mondays. The only way you can enjoy the draft with Peter Rosenberg. Come on, man. Come hang out. Sit around. We'll, we'll talk wrestling and have a beverage. Um, SGG, I'd like you to do me a favor and have a mage day because I'll see you tomorrow night. Yes. At the wedding. Congratulations to the Linders. The, the, the Linders to be. You can call her Al. Al. <laughs> yeah. You know, by the way, you know Zach is probably more proud of that hashtag. 
than anything. <laughs> because her initials are now going to be AL. Yeah. So the hashtag is you can call her Al. Man, I was so happy that I got married in a time just before people did hashtags at weddings. Yeah. Our, our hashtag is hide over heels. Is that what it is? It is. Hashtag hide over heels. And by the way, I just want to let everyone know this early on. I've looked after many weddings. No one does the hashtag. <laughs> I've looked. <laughs> I've looked. No one does it. Like I've seen people do it. A few. You, like you said. It's not it what you be, want, you though. Be, oh, yeah. I like people think they're going to be like, this will give us access to like hundreds of photos from our wedding. And it's just not like that because people aren't posting all night. And when they do post on their little IG story, they're probably not throwing up the hashtag. They might, though. And I, the feel story- like, I feel like I'm in the sweet spot of like social media users where people are going to want to use the hashtag. Well, they'll do it. They'll do it on IG for posts. But IG stories, how many people hashtag in the IG story? And then after that, once you tag in the IG story, it's still gone after 24 hours. Yeah, that's the problem. So it's like. It's just a cute thing to put everywhere is this hashtag. Um, how about everyone just say, yo, send us your pictures after the wedding. That's That will be a nightmare. Trying to gather them all. Getting thousands of pictures and then it's the same shot from the different angle. And then this person not looking. Just you post your best and then I'll poach from that. Oh, that's okay. It's- Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, congratulations, though, to the Linders in advance. It'll be a great time. I'm hearing yeah. a cheap heat reunion is happening at this wedding, by the way. That's that's what they're saying. It's yeah. professional. And, and come out Monday. You can get Rosenberg's hot takes from the draft first. Yeah, maybe I'll convince even, SGG to come. Even before JWO, whoever's not in the building. If people text that they'll buy Greg free food and drinks, he'll, he'll show up. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy, man. Take it easy, man. Mitch.